Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. In five, four. Welcome to episode 103 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm one of your co-hosts, Stuart Clark, and once again, I am joined by two very distinguished gentlemen. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, and they're already laughing at that, so, you know, all right, maybe slightly less distinguished. First, from the North Shore of Lake Erie, but also braving, like me, the yarn show this weekend, we have Mr. Jeff, Jeff Hayland. How are you, sir? Pretty good, pretty good, Stuart. So it was a good, good, it was a good, well, we got lucky because we were able to go to a a small uh, con- uh, modeling convention and just outside of Guelph and and, mm-hmm. uh, and and just down the road, our wives could go to the uh, the Woolstock. Uh, yeah, Wool- forty five minutes away in Paris, Ontario, and they were, yeah. uh, you know, you know, it was quite funny because I dropped Alicia off and then I was heading up there, so I missed your text, but uh, I I did see your car on the way back. We were both taking the same GPS recommended route, so yeah, it's funny. How I, I saw your car. Yep, I was going to wave, but I thought, nah, just in case, they're gonna, probably going to say who's this weirdo waving at us. So no, I saw oh. that, and then I joined, managed to join you guys. Running into you guys a little bit later on when I got back, so yeah. no, nope, well, she, she, well, we're 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 keeping our third uh, member out of the yes, conversation. We are, we are. So let's let's introduce one of the nice Americans out there, <laughs> Mr. Terry Measley from West of Chicago Land. Hello, sir. I was going to say good evening, Stu, but I'm I'm second guessing that uh, <laughs> that affirmation. You might, you might not want to associate yourself with me. Exactly, exactly. How are you tonight, sir? You're in rare form tonight, Stu. I it's because I think I'm sick. I'm not sure. Yeah, he is. Cold. He's a little. He's a little sick. Uh, but yeah. um, I didn't. I did. I did do a test today, a COVID test. I'm fine, just to make sure, <laughs> because we have our club meeting in in two nights, and I really should be there because we're doing a nice airbrush demo one of our yep. very good members, and we're also deciding if we're a go, no-go for our annual show next year, the Fall Classic. So I think we'll be a go. I think we'll I be think a go. I think we'll be a go. Yeah, I think so, too. We got a few people at the last minute, of course. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Terry, how's, how's life been for you the last two weeks? I'm doing okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cold. Um, you said you had won't be going. Yeah, I won't be going to the Cincinnati show. Um, oh. Just, unfortunately, okay. yeah. Just uh, with with our old guy Kai in this whatever shape he's in, he seems Aww. to be stabilized. Is he okay? How old is yeah. he now? He's thirteen for a wow. big dog. That's yeah, that's, that's getting up there. Oh, poor thing. Well, yeah, we thought he was on the way out, but I think we just oh, missed diagnosing a, a bladder infection. Well, it happens. <laughs> you know, all I know is all I know is the vet the vets get richer. Our two cats decided to. Our youngest ate a bit of plastic. And then threw a bit up and then stopped eating, which for him is like very unusual. Yeah. Well, um, he's, 
had his yeah. own the same vet his entire life. Well, that's good. So we yeah, took him. Loves that guy. Well, you know what? It's the first time we had him at this. It's the first time we had our youngest Luca at this vet, and he was he was very chill about the whole thing, even when he had to have a thermometer up his bum. <laughs> um, you know, he was found it quite comfortable to to, to sleep on the scale because it's kind of an angular thing at home. He mm-hmm. sleeps in like a. It's actually an old table loom that when we first got him, we had to leave him in the kitchen. So we put him there with a blanket on and he loves it. He loves like hammocks. Yeah. Kai um, will immediately go and, and stand on the scale when we go to the aw, to the vet clinic. He'll just go right over there, stand and look. Boy. Good boy. <laughs> good boy. Where our other one decided to stop eating in sympathy, Charlie. So it was 240 for, for uh, Luca. And then Charlie, we had to take him in on Tuesday because it was the holiday weekend. And he hates going, but he didn't barf in the car or poop in the crate. He hates traveling. Um, so he was better, but, you know, that was another 130. But they're both fine now. Um, but, yeah, of all the timing, you know, Alicia was saying, all the timing, just before the yarn show and your model show. But, you know, hey, pet ownership, they're like our children. Yeah. That's what we say. So, you know, there you go. But alrighty, So let's get on with a bunch of stuff, tons of news and views and all that. So let's start with our friends at Fine Scale Modeler. They've announced uh, actually a week and a bit ago that uh, November is going to be Build a Model Month, and they're actually doing an online model contest. Um, so this is going to be pretty pr- pretty exciting. And uh, they've just announced the uh, judges. So Tim Kidwell and Aaron Skinner will serve as judges for the all for all categories, and for each of the third judge for each for each category there's a few usual suspects here so we've got you know our good buddy spencer pollard for aircraft and real space george Litas from wonderfest he's going to do sci-fi and fantasy um and yeah just a lot of other other known names so you know you know the judging is going to be good so oh, yeah. right yeah and so that's going to be good Yep. Anyone can enter it. All the podcasts. We're going to try and promote this because, uh, you know, they're doing, you know, as, as Jeff has said before, they're really trying to to get with did, the program, you know, the modern era. So did they say that was a one month build or just finish it and get finish it for the end of the month? Finish right. it for the end of the, yeah, because I, I actually was going through uh, with respect to our topic for this show. But the next 20 years, I was going back through the last year's uh, last year of fine scale modeler and they've been doing one issue a month on, on specific topics and they've been pumping mm-hmm. the, the November get building for November kind of thing all through the year. So, yeah, I'll have to think about something. I don't know what I'll do. Like I'm at, you know, and I'll talk about it later when we talk about what's on the bench, but yeah, I'm really, I've got an excess of, of, of plenty of wealth here, but like what to pick. So we'll, 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 we'll get into that. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Jeff and I did attend AirCAD Con. This is a little show. It's very tiny, put on by the Waterloo and Region Air Cadets. Um, it's at the Waterloo Airport, um, which I had never been to. And it's expanding just like London Airport did a few years back, starting to do international flights and that. And a uh, lot of stuff there. I even we even ran I even ran into Ian Fraser, chief chief Musaru judge. And we I started negotiating bribery. I mean uh, suggestions for the Musaru <laughs> Cup. Um, you know, and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens there. And our our colleagues, we had a podcast meeting with some of the other podcasts, and yeah, there was already some talk about slipping a fifty underneath and you know <laughs> stuff like st- stuff like that. So it's it's going to be brutal, but that's fine. Ian was the quality, the quality of the work on this on these Arma Hobby 
uh, Mustangs is pretty good. Oh yeah, I know. I, I know. Not everybody's posting their work, but the ones that have, it's, it's yeah. quite good. Well, Malcolm hasn't started his yet from just making conversation. He was mentioning that he's doing a ton of research. Um, but no, this show was great. So I did find uh, Build and Scale on Facebook posted an absolute ton of pictures. So I posted a link a link there and some beautiful kits, as always. Like, you know, you were there too, Jeff. And I know you, you and I both talked about, like, for such a small show, it's amazing the quality. Well, it was interesting. I, I don't know if you noticed it, but I did notice a number of the kits. Um, I had seen at Heritage Con. A number yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. I was and, just noticing that looking through the photos. Well, if you look, if you look here, Mr. Goodman was there was with his APC. Well, he was there with several models I too. Know, he had, he had the Valkyrie in flight, yep. which is fantastic yep. with the lighting. Yep, exactly. And he had a big Mac or a big Gundam. I'm not sure what. Yeah, he had a few. Yeah, just some amazing one. I see as well. There was a nice one of showing the Soviet Typhoon. So just yeah. just so you know what you're in for when you build that, if you want to build it, if I you want to build it. I took a picture of that one myself, and uh, the other one, the other one that caught my eye was the, um, well, I think it must have been one twenty fourth scale Spitfire. Yes, uh, there was a heavily, nice one heavily there. weathered. Yeah, very, heavily very nice. Yep, and then of course several members of our club clean, cleaned up. Of course, oh, uh, yeah. we have some very high caliber builders, but yeah, no, it was a really good, really good show. Really good to see some people. Um, the vendors table was a bit of a mix. I got to tell you, there was some people there that, you know, you, you've heard me before talking about Stuart's law of realistic pricing. And <laughs> there was a couple there that were like, I don't know where they were or what they were smoking. For example, there was a, a Airfix Angel Interceptor. Now, this is the older boxing, probably the late 60s, early 70s, 72nd scale. The box didn't look that great. They were asking 80 bucks. Like, 80 bucks. You're going to be lucky that. if you get 25. Like, I saw that and I was going to yeah. send send you a picture of it. Mm. Mm. I took a yeah, I was going to take a picture. I didn't want to be rude. Um, but yeah, no, but there were some good deals to be had. I understood. I you know what? Okay. Mark the date down, gentlemen. I did not buy a single thing at this show. Well, I, I, I made up for it. I bought three. I know. What'd you buy? Mm -hmm. Well, I was uh I I was uh Ed, Ed was there with his all of his uh, armor kits. Yes, and I went up to him and I, and I yeah and I commented that unfortunately I don't really build a lot of armor and and, uh, and he and he he says you you build weird things you like weird stuff here's a weird thing and it was a it's a Russian model of a Soviet uh, twenty rocket launcher tank like it's yep. sort of like a like the old Stalin's accordion or, or yep. organ or something uh, which for five bucks so I, Done. And see, I didn't, and I did not enable him. I'll have to tell you that he did that all on his own. The thought yeah, crossed my mind, but no, I forgot to do it. So he did that all on yeah. his own. The other two I got was from one one fellow who um, who gave me a good price on two of them. One was the Attack on Chaumont, the First World War tank, one of the early tanks. Yeah, that's a nice one. I just love the camouflage on those things. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. And the other was the Airfix One Forty Eight uh, Fallen Nat in. Um, in the red arrow paints. That's going to be a nice build. I've heard good things about that build. It's an older mold, but it's apparently a very nice build. It's not, it's not that old actually. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a more recent mold. This one. Is and, it a newer no, mold? They didn't just, they didn't just rebox an old one. It's not, no, it's not oh, a rebox. Oh, oh I must be thinking of the 72nd. My apologies. Good. The 72nd is a terrible kit. Yeah. <laughs> the old one. It's I built that when I was a wee lad. Yes. Yeah, um, me too. 
Yeah, no, you know what? That that World War One tank you got. If if you hadn't beaten me to it, I probably I might have considered it. Yeah, it's just it's enough because cool. I've still I've sold a lot of my armor, but I still have a couple, including a a World War One British uh, male tank in one thirty fifth. You know, I want to build that. I've got like an eighty eight gun. Uh, you know, Frank Frank Donati still wants me to try and sell that because I've given him some of my other stuff, and I love it because, like you, when I sell sold you the Lancaster, I know it's going to get built, and he's done yeah. some amazing things with some of the stuff I've sold to him. But well, yeah. Frank cleaned up. He cleaned up at the show. He, he did. He won first in every category he entered. He did. Oh, and I was also bad. I told his wife there's a yarn show on because she knits. I'm just terrible, terrible. You're she terrible. didn't. Terrible. She likes hanging out. She likes coming out with him. So that's fine. So that's fine. No. The key is it was a nice show. It was a small show. It was a yep. good venue. And um, the cadets, the air cadets were great. So yep. all in all, good. Oh, 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 and I had the burger. I had the burgers, burger there. It was very good. Oh, I didn't so, have time because I was rushing to get to the Wolves. Festival. Well, you were being rushed. Yes. But, you know, they had a taco truck there and all that. You know, it unlike last nice. year, unlike last year, I didn't I didn't have the bacon sandwich. Remember you gave me heck last year because it was yeah. after my heart attack. So I was good yeah, this year. Move. Genius. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any it other ones? nice when they have halfway decent food at a venue. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like I said, the Air Cadet Auxiliary, and they're just there. They had burgers and hot dogs. And, you know, it's a wonderful cadet hall. Very classic. It's been there for 50 years. Your typical late 60s, early 70s venue. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, it was it was really, really good. So we really uh, we thank them, and we hope we'll see them next year as well. All yeah. right. Then we, then we have the mailbag. Yes. Uh, Terry, go ahead. Yeah, we had a, got a message via Facebook. Uh, Nemo Fisher in Thailand says uh, wow. he enjoys building models, but they're just not available. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything would be foreign mail order, which is just prohibitively expensive. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's that's tough. I, I remember mean, even, even when I was living in apartments and such in college, I was painting miniatures, which doesn't take much space. Yeah, but same I thing. had local shops I could go yeah. to. I think Nemo is the same gentleman. He's a regular. He, um, he sends regular communication off to our friends at On the Bench. Mm. Uh, because I think one day, Dave, this is like two years ago, Dave was looking up the listener stats and he was the one, one and only listener. And it may have been Thailand. Yeah. I remember that. And so they had, they got into it. So he actually said, whoever this is, write us. And he did. And I think it was Nemo. I could be wrong, but, you know, I know it sucks. We got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost surprising anywhere, say in, in Asia, that that isn't just obsessed well, with Gundam and everything else. It's the infrastructure, right? I think that's yeah. what it is. I think yeah. that's a big. I think that's a big part. And right now, of course, if you want to buy from Hannitz in the UK, it's an excellent time because the pound's dropping like a stone uh, to the Canadian dollar right now. So yeah. you know, I wish I I wish I did have some extra cash. Anyway, all right, on to our latest hobby announcements. Oh, actually, I should say, if you want to write us, send us an email at scalemodelpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, latest hobby announcements. To the surprise of no one, because they've been teasing this for a while, uh, <laughs> Border Models, they haven't got a date yet, but they're announcing a Falkworth 190A6 in 135th scale. So, again, for all the dioramas, um, this looks nice. Just, you know, they've got a couple of shots, just uh, some initial half-built shots. Um, looks be- looks beautiful. I mean, look yeah, at the, the engine detail. looks nice. Yep, and, bo- and it's border models. I mean, it's, it's of Lancaster yeah. thing. <laughs> yep, yep. The uh, the the images of the engine look actually very good. Again, it's still a bit rough, but again, they're still doing test shots. Um, the wing cannons can be exposed. 
you know, so again, coming this soon. Looks, this looks like this could be like a new state of the art kit for. Well, FW. it's interesting. It's interesting how many we're starting to see in the scale. It kind of reminds me just, just putting on the model railway hat for a minute. Hornby, which of course owns Airfix and Humbrel, they've mm. just relaunched what's called TT scale. Um, and that's one to one twenty fifth. So it goes between HO and N. And it was very popular years ago. And they've launched in a huge way. Seven huh. or eight engines, dozens of buildings. Like, so they're, you know, they obviously think there's a model, a need for it. Um, and again, you know, different scales. I, I still remember when uh, 135th, I heard the story about 135th first came coming out. And when 1700th, the Waterline series, you know, these were new scales at the time. And it yeah. became very, very popular. So, yeah, this looks nice if you're a 190 fan. Well, um, 35th makes a lot of sense, I think, Yeah, compared to 32nd, because then you, you have all those other vehicles yeah. and figures and, 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 and stuff mm -hmm. available for you. Exactly. Particularly for, particularly for Second World War uh, sort of era stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Um, TACOM, they've got in 1350th, the Italian Navy's new Horizon class destroyers. Well, not new, new, but newer. Uh, these are considered, they're actually considered frigates, but they've got the armament of destroyers. So that was the project was established in 95. Um, the British were involved as well as France and Italy. Uh, in 99, Britain left the project. And then a contract was signed for build four, two for each country. Uh, the first one was commissioned in 2007, full operational capacity in 2008, the second one in 2009. Uh, they have enhanced stealth features. Um, yeah, you can definitely tell this is a modern era destroyer or frigate. Uh, two quadruple launchers, lots of Orlikin small targets, you know, anti-air, anti-missile. Uh, lightweight torpedoes. There's two launchers for a slat anti-torpedo system. Um, so I know this will be probably exciting for the uh, uh, for the ship one. So you can build either of the 350th and 350th for the Italian ones, the Andrea Doria or the yeah. Keo Dulio. I'm probably slaughtering that. My apologies to our Italian listeners. Uh, <laughs> there is photo etch parts, includes railings, but also helicopter for the helicopter blades and some other detail bits. Uh, no release date yet, but coming soon. Mm -hmm. Nice to see some more modern era stuff in that larger scale. Yeah, it's an interesting, they're, they're very streamlined ships and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely stealth-like. All right, um, this is one I think we missed last time. I don't know how I missed it, but Hong Kong, they've, they've now released and it's shipping the B-25 Mitchell J. This is the glaze nose from Hong Kong models in 148 scale. Uh, hmm. This is one a lot of Mitchell fans have been waiting for. So this is an unboxing, unboxing. So you can see some of the details there. A lot of glazing. Yeah. And this, this to be clear, this is a late model. This is a J. Yeah. Uh, the only option for a J was the monogram kit. I built one of those years ago when, um, when Tom Cleaver sent me decals for one of the, the units flying off uh, Corsica, the Catch-22 right. units. Um, and it, it built well enough, but I just kept thinking, because I've, I've got those accurate miniatures ones in, in my stash saying, I just wish this was the accurate miniatures one. 
Um, well, that said, uh, it, it built up well, and I got to paint it a weird non-standard color because they painted those in whatever colors they could find. Yep, exactly. Mostly British paints yep. they had sitting around. So there's there will be a ton of aftermarket conversions, decals, now just popping out, repopping mm. and everything for these. This now, the one, looks phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The one thing I really like here, and I don't know if anyone else has done this yet, um, to help avoid, because, you know, these are tail sitters. The kit comes with a shaped metal weight of 62 grams, and it's yeah, designed to fit that. in the right. nose under the cockpit floor. So, like, they purposely engineered it that way, and I think that's a very good thing. I don't know if any other kits have done that. I am so impressed with the rivet detail on this. Yeah, I mean, they're seeing that. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. crisp lines. A quick visual, and the reviewer says a quick visual comparison against a section of the reels reassured me that AK or Hong Kong has done their homework. Um, yeah, to the homework point, you even get two different main windscreens on this. Yeah, for the different versions. This it's, is beauty. This is going to be gorgeous. really nice. And the yeah. only diff difference they Go didn't ahead. do is have a let you have an option with an open window because when those were on the ground. The pilot and co-pilot windows yeah. were almost always open. You know someone will do that. Um, but the other thing I'd forgotten about the Mitchell until they mentioned here, the undercarriage doors are always in the closed position unless the gears retracting or extending. Mm -hmm. So they have molded it that way correctly. I think when I did mine, my old 72nd Matchbox, when I left it open, I didn't realize. Um, yeah, that open... came from this being specifically, the Mitchells specifically developed for rough conditions. Right. And right. operating in places like Guadalcanal and Guam and stuff, and yeah, where they, they unless you yeah. want wheel wells full of coral dust, yeah, yeah, exactly. have them closed. yeah, this looks very, very nice. So, I think there'll be this will be exciting a lot of people, a lot of ordnance. Uh, you've the, got some flattened tires, you, you know, there's going to be aftermarket for this. The this detail level for this is 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 phenomenal, yeah, yeah. Looks very I was nice. really pleased with the, to your point about accurate miniatures. I've got a accurate miniatures uh, Doolittle version, uh, and it's beautiful. It's great. It's a really nice kit. But this is this is amazing. Yeah, they've, <laughs> they've they've really done their homework here. Yeah. Well, they um, never AMI never never did the late version. And everyone was like, mm -hmm. "Well, you guys are going to do a J next, right?" It's like, "No, no. Yeah. Here's a conversion for the gun nose." Yeah. yeah. That, that's great. I'll buy that. And then we've got Where's a couple of a couple of schemes. First markings are for Cactus Kitten from the 530, uh, 501st Bomb Squadron, 545th Bombing Group. Uh, it was lost during an attack near Saigon. It had five nose guns. And the second markings are for She's Engaged, a B-25J2, flown by Lieutenant John W. Allen of the 380th Squadron, 310th Bomb Group, based in Corsica. We were just talking about that, Terry. This is an yeah. overall natural metal one. So that looks very attractive too. Yeah, it's beautiful. This is a, yep. this is a this is a high looks like a high recommendation. This one cartograph cartograph yeah. decals. So yeah, I will yeah. throw out one book recommendation here. Uh, Tom okay. Cleaver put out a book called um, Bridgebusters mm -hmm. about that unit and tied it into to how the book was written as well. Interesting. That Catch twenty two was put out, and I yeah. didn't realize just the teeth of any aircraft that these bombers were flying into, they weren't really worried about fighters. There weren't many fighters No, it was out the there. And the P-47s were quite happy to engage those if they ever did show up. Yeah. But just the accuracy and, and, and concentration of any aircraft fire was, mm -hmm. was crazy Yeah, to fly into. 
They've also released the full instructions. So very, very looks very looks that. very logical on first glance. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, the decal choices are great choices. Yeah, now they are saying the main landing gear strut must be installed into the wing before assembling the engine they sell. We'll see if anyone uh, can hack hack their way around that. Uh, that's always a pain. I you know. know you're break it. You know well, it's you're because gonna... it's because they've got the it with the deer with the gear doors yeah, closed, gear closed and they're sealed like it's one part looks like. Mm. Oh no, sorry, well, it's two parts from the engine assembly, but still, you get you know, yeah, there's no separate doors unless you want the landing gear up. So. I've done that before. It it just yep. takes attention. Well, like I said, yeah, there's ways. Like I know the Tamiya Spitfire Mark One, the newer one. You're supposed to do that, but there's a very easy hack you can do. So, very exciting news. So that should be available like any time because it has been released, and I think I saw a couple of pictures from it in the wild. So it does not look like the kit includes masking for the windows. No, but I'm that would sure, have been that would have yeah. been nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure though. I'm sure though some of our friends out there will be. Oh yeah, no. Somebody will come out, out with it for Somebody sure. Somebody will come out with it. You know what? Excellent segue, my friend. Uh oh. That was that was great. So well, the next one is an armor range stencil paint mask from One Man Army in one thirty fifth scale. So these are a lot of uh, paint masks for your uh, tank guys. Uh, you know, looks like uh, Tamiya tape, all sorts of different ones. Armor range, but there is stuff for aircraft, so you can pop pro properly mask. You recently did some masking, didn't you, Jeff? I I recently did, yes. yes. All manual. No no yep. kit. But that's fine. You did but you know what? You know, you can see why it looks so much better. Um okay. so <laughs> it does with practice like anything else. We both you both said the same, you know, you said the same thing. It's like, for a first mm -hmm. attempt, it looked damn good. So, yeah, well actually I, the masking that I did was for the dazzle camouflage, that was fine. But trying to mask the uh, the American uh, star uh, white star on the blue circle. Man, that was hard to do manually. Yeah, that was tricky. <laughs> yeah, at, no, you got to buy those. And, yeah, and, look at and the size the of some of these. And look how tiny some of these masks are. Yeah. They show with the pencil. Well, All with the rise of, of the 35th scale uh, aircraft. Yeah. I think these are feasible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am sold on the masking thing. I like it. I like the idea. Yeah. yeah. I no, need... I think... I think Pick it's good. Time. They've done they've done thirty second scale aircrafts already, so this is a nice for the armor. Oh force. my god! Are you looking at this picture of the pencil with five yeah, five? That's what, I was, that's what <laughs> yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Get your get your microscope out, Jeff. Or your yeah, you readers. guys really have to see this to believe it. Yeah, yeah that's unbelievable. Yeah, make sure you have that in your uh, on your wish list. If if you get one of these, you may need you may need some good reading glasses, a magnifier, or a microscope. Yep. Okay, I happened to see this one. I just I was kind of tickled because I know I know Jeff likes rockets. This is oh, the one seventy second scale Ravel V two missile carrier in one seventy second scale. Um, and now I like this. This is a repop. This is a this yeah, is a re it is. Thing, it is, right? But they're reissuing yeah. it. Yeah, it originally originated as a special hobby kit. Um, so yeah, it was it was different. Um, but they've kind of combined this, and I like the first line. Rather like you can never have too many Spitfires, you can never have too many V2s. So, you know, <laughs> That's right. they're thinking of both of us, I think, there. Um, I love it. Yep. So this has this has the tractor, the Gigant tractor, it's a V2 on the back. 243 parts on this thing. So, yeah. Yep. And it's not all treads because there's no treads on this one. 
No treads on this. Includes uh, the launch pad for the V2. You can build it in travel or launch config. Um, yeah. You know, I, cool. I, I I may have to look at this one. <laughs> That's why. Just, I put for the launch, just for the launch thing. I mean, yeah. I love the tower. I know. Isn't it cool? Yeah. You know, you can. Remember, I remember looking at this when it first came out by Special Hobby and thinking, I've got to get that. So this is not even, even better. So. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of local vendors that, that carry Ravel, so we right. should be all right with that. All right, next up, speaking of special hobby, the Fairy Abacor Mark II. Uh, here's a new mold test run, because I like to show test runs, because it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how it comes out in the end. So this is a, looks like a couple of shots here, just a couple of pics of the Abacor. Uh, mark mark one or two in one seventy second scales, just so you can see, you know, and they determine does it look good? Is it going to fit? You know, it looks nice so far. I wonder what they do. Like, what do they when you're doing a test run? What are you looking for, and what are you repairing? Because I can't imagine you can do major changes to the mold. Well, no, but you can look that like, okay, is your seam line right? Is it, you know, are the uh, mold lines that, correct? Yeah, that would have been a good question for Jamie Hood. Yeah, it would have been. I know. <laughs> I know. Too bad. I wish I'd thought of it. Mm. We'll have to ask about that. But no, it's it's a nice, you know, again, shows you some neat some neat things how they do it. Um, I think there's some minor corrections you can do. You know, yeah, like can, like if they're missing a mold line or if they're missing a rivet line or something, you can put that in. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there is. And it's a lot of it I think is just more do they fit together? Mm -hmm. You know, is it out yeah. of alignment or the pin marks out of alignment, you know. It's a lot different now, thanks to CAD and that. So, yeah, but I just thought I'd put that in there for that. And then a ton of other special hobby announcements. They're always, you know, you know what I like about special hobbies? They update their website. They send me a monthly newsletter with all the little stuff, and there's always a lot of stuff they post. So here's some stuff they have. The, the ART Albatross in 148, that's an attack and trainer air, air, aircraft. That's a sharply that, trainer. It is. Is that a new molding? I yeah. don't. I think they're saying it? it is. I think they're saying it is. I could be wrong. Has but... this been forty-eight scale? No, no. It says it's back on offer in limited. Oh, sorry. Quantity. Back on offer. Okay, because it's been around. It's it's. I've seen them built up, and they're gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Then sharp, and speaking of gorgeous, the Gloucester Meteor and civilian. Oh, yes. I love that. that. A nice red, isn't that great? Yeah, I, that's uh, actually I've been looking for a decal set to to do that particular one because I have a couple of meteors, but I'm gonna just have might as well get this. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Back in stock, uh, T33 Japanese and South American T birds in one thirty second scale. Mm. Getting that's very nice. famous. And then That'd we have nice. the bluebird, which did a long flight over Europe, Africa, and Asia. Nice looking. The Arrow A11, nineteen twenties. And they flew all over the place. And lots of masks. Lots of masks. Lots of masks. Kits we just yep. uh, talked about. Lots of uh, detail set. The Beaufort, or the, Beauf the Beaufort Mark I for the Airfix kit. With photo etch and uh, Very nice. Yep. They do a good the job. They do. Mirage, the special hobby kits. The pilot mechanic. Yeah, all sorts of goodies there. So definitely... Uh, Check them out from our friends at Special Hobbies. Okay, uh, Kate. 
I was just going to say the next one, I see you're picking up on this, these guys that I've been to keep talking about. Yeah, I know. I wanted to mention this one because I know we have a couple of members in the club, I think, that have this. This mm -hmm. is uh, KLP Hobbies, their latest build guide. This is building the 124th Health Hellcat from Airfix. It's beautiful. Um, by Chuck Sawyer. Yeah, and it looks like a good book. If you have this kit, it's probably very much worth worth the investment. They just have a couple of pictures just showing the cover art. And well, they're just putting it together picture. now. They, they haven't actually got it available yet, yeah. but it will be soon. And they're pretty quick. They do a good job at putting these things out. And then the other thing, too, if you buy it, uh, because it's electronic, what they, they do is uh, they actually respond to uh, comments from people yes. who buy them. Yeah. So if you call them, you write back and say, hey, you've got some typos or you missed this historical fact or whatever, they, they update them. And the updates are free. If you have already bought it, yeah. you can just you can just download the update and updated version. They actually did that they, on their Facebook page. Uh, they've got version 1.3 of building the Kitty Hawk HH60G for the same yeah. reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. that kit apparently was so bad to begin with. No wonder there's a bunch of corrections. <laughs> <laughs> I just am so impressed. I think it's it's a good business model for the kind of um, uh, for for the future of uh, publishing for model books. I mean, yes. I don't, don't get me wrong. I love hard copy books mm -hmm. but this this stuff is great when you're trying to for books about how to build a kit because on your ipad you can just spread your fingers and yep. zoom right yep. in and like i said a couple of times i've caught myself trying to do that on hard hard paper <laughs> books mm -hmm. so just so <laughs> you know the felix stows up to 1.1 yeah. Oh, I better download that because I got that one. That. You got that one. So when you when you start, you and Tom start that. Yeah. You yeah. Could, exactly. You know what? You, you know what? The uh, fine scale modeler has their contest in November. I gotta bring. Uh, actually, I should I should bring this in on on. Uh, you should on to the meeting. Maybe Tom might want to look at it. Exactly. So, alrighty. So yeah, that's that. So yeah, KLP, good for them. All right, moving on. Pit Road. Pit Road. We don't talk about them a lot, but they're a Japanese manufacturer, mostly naval stuff. But I just thought I'd I'd mention they've got some Japanese World War II aircraft sets. Uh, they're up to seven and eight, one seven hundred scale. Uh, they've got a Japanese self-defense for the submarine Soryu. It's painted, so it's a pre-made. And they've got the Japanese one seven hundred Nishin class coastal defense ship. Two ships included there. And then they also had a couple of destroyers that are scheduled to ship October 25th. The other three I talked about were October 18th. Um, thank goodness they're not. Thank goodness they're not making a kit of your nemesis ship. Yamato, Yamato. <laughs> I'm reading a book right now. I don't know if I mentioned this. I'm reading a book about uh, about. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's all about the 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 back history of both the admiral and the pilot i think it was lieutenant walker who led the p-38 flight that killed him that mm -hmm. killed the admiral um it's a fascinating book because it kind of gives the backstory um you know w w w with him you know everyone yeah. thought everyone thought uh you you, you know your was this honor honorable um admiral but he had a geisha girl and he basically ignored his wife most of their marriage um stuff like that it's an interesting read it's but it's mm. neat to kind of see from both sides interesting yeah i'll throw it in the show notes i'll find it but it's it's i've been enjoying i've been enjoying enjoying that read so that's mm. interesting as well okay i wanted to you know we try and get car kits when we can 
Model Roundup has a few newer ones coming soon, mostly uh, into next year uh, from AMT and various other companies, the Oldsmobile 442, uh, 49 Ford Coupe, Baylor Street Machine. A lot of these are repops, but still nothing wrong with that. Ford Pinto and U.S. Postal Service markings. Huh. Yeah, for God's <laughs> sakes, don't hit the back end of it. <laughs> you know. George Barris, a la carte. Yeah, that's all these are fun. These are, as you yeah. say, repops, but they're still fun. There is some newer, some newer stuff. Newer stuff, stuff. Yeah, there is some newer stuff, yeah. too. The, um, the one from Salvino's. So Richard Petty's, that's a new mold. We talked about that one before. So, yeah. yeah. So lots of good things for the car modelers, too. So keep that in mind as well. Mm -hmm. All righty. And Andy's Hobby Headquarters. So they pre it's now available. So he worked with TACOM. Andy's Hobby Headquarters is a good example on how, if you're smart, you can use the internet and become big. He was a small store. I believe he's in Scottsdale, Arizona. I may be wrong. I think he's in Scottsdale, but he's in Arizona. Small store, but he really saw what the power of the internet can do. So he really started using social media, YouTube video, stuff like that. So he's huge now. He's got distribution centers in both the U.S. and in Europe now. And he teamed up with TACOM and he said, I want you guys to make a 116th M4A3 E8 Sherman EZ8. Um, so he, they did. And it's mm -hmm. branded with both TACOM and Andy's Hot Hobby Headquarters for 116th, 139 US. That's not a yeah. bad price. That's and, not a bad uh, price for 116. Nope. There you metal go. body, uh, individual track links, workable suspension. Um, people have started to receive it just in the last week. So very excited. So yeah, if you're into the big tanks, definitely uh, definitely check check that out. Well, it looks check like Andy. Looks like Andy's planning on selling a lot of them. I saw a picture of him on Facebook with a pile of cardboard boxes behind him. He barely got a crap load of of, of pre-orders because you know people know people know the brand now. Like it's a perfect example. Sure. On what I'm yeah. saying, how how hobby shops can can basically do that. No, you know, good they for can, him. They can live in the internet age. So you know, I'm sure his physical brick and mortar now is like peanuts compared to what what the online. The online stuff does for him now so good good for him mm -hmm. all right now let's move on to our favorites otherwise titled what's jeff gonna spend this week no 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 it's not just me terry does terry spends terry money does too, too. Yeah. all right scalemates new releases i think i did the link properly so it's just full kits and new tools so a company yeah. called and I, I of course the immature side of me triple nuts has a bunch of one to one Ford 44 stuff, uh, Delta Dagger, C Vixen, a Gloucester Meteor, Supermarine Swift. That'd be nice in that scale. Again, smaller ones, but they look nice. Yeah. You know, some interesting things. It's bunch... interesting that they're, they're, they're unusual aircraft relative, not the Dagger, but the rest of them are a little less yep. normal for 144. So good for them. Yep. I was looking at something the other day. Someone, um, you know, you can get masks and detail sets aftermarket for like one to one four four Spitfires. You know, you can buy brass cannons and stuff like that for these tiny things. Mm. It's crazy, crazy. Again, you need a magnifying glass. Bunch of new Gundams, as always. Uh, let's see what else here. A Lola T280 from Le Mans 1972, 124th. These are all from uh, DDP, a Fiat 128 Sport Coupe. Uh, two different ones there. Ooh, how about an X-59, Jeff? 
Yeah, three D resources. You see, I don't know anything about VFR models, but they seventy second scale Beechcraft you know, Baron. I wonder if yes. I was thinking about that earlier today about that. I, I really wouldn't mind a few more civil airplanes, you know, civil yeah. aircraft. Yeah. Oh, and it's I should know. Baron. It's a nice ride. I should know because we did have someone mentioned. This is from, we're recording this on October 17th. So the first stuff we've mentioned is October 17th. We've been asked to try and include the date because at the time we, by the time we, we, oh, we publish. True. Yeah. So those ones, yeah, the Beechcraft's October 16th. They look nice. Going back uh, a couple of BMPs, Brazilian Army, October fourteenth, five ton truck. Look at this! Oh my God, a, a Rebel transport from Moss yep. Eisley yep. Model Works in one three fifty scale. That'll That's battleship nice. scale. That's pretty yep. cool. October thirteenth, yeah, from Moss Eisley Model Works. Look at all the bits to replicate, That's... like the slight. Oh, and you get some snow speeders and little bits to throw in the hangar bay. Oh wow. Or you can make like a little diorama. This is cool. I like this. It's interesting. Very nice. Yeah. Very, you 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 know we'll probably see a couple of those at Wonderfest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Piper in one to one four four. That's going to be tiny. Arma Arma models. Now this is the Russian Arma models, not the Polish Arma models. This is the Star Destroyer Vindicator one to two twenty seven hundredth. Uh, a little egg, egg, some egg, some egg planes and tanks. October eleventh. Planes and tanks and little cartoony dinosaurs. Dinosaurs and a perfect Moses for the grand, even. perfect for the grandchildren, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's they're simplified skeletons, and they you can put the body on them. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's the exterior on them. Yeah. Oh, I may have to look at that. Yeah. So that speaking of one to one four fourth Spitfires, a company called Wing Kit, they're doing like the equivalent of the old Airfix dogfight doubles, but they're doing it in one to one four four. So they've got a, a Spitfire versus a Mischschmidt, and then they've got a Ki forty five Nick versus a Black Widow P sixty one, and then they've also got a F one eleven versus a Sukhoi twenty four. Yeah. Oh, and I can't I cannot ignore this one from October six from Tacom. You want more? Yeah. You want more Hondo, flying saucers? Hondo. Yeah, they got all three models, different sizes of it in one, one three fiftieth. Hey, hey, just think you 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 could do a diorama. The rebellion comes down to a planet, you know, run by Nazis. X wings <laughs> versus flying saucers. I'm surprised no one's done a movie. I'm surprised no one's done a fan film. That that just screams camp to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure somebody's going to do it. All right, that's so fun. I think Yep. So I think that's pretty well what's happening there. All sorts of goodies there. So yeah. yeah. All right. So now what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about our good friends at Cult TV, man. So here we go. Let's talk a little bit about what's new at our friends at Cult TV Man at culttvman.com or culttvmanshop.com. Lots of exciting round two news. Uh, there's a bunch of new box art. They've shared a bunch. Uh, let's go through some of the details here. So, of course, leading off the Galileo shuttle from Star Trek, uh, it'll feature a detailed interior and all new figures of the crew. Uh, the interior will be previous available separately for those uh, you've already purchased the kit. 
That includes the interior decals and the figure. But there's only going to be one release of this parts pack, so make sure you get your order in right away before they are gone. Uh, they've also got uh, the Polar Lights release of the NX-01 Aztecs decals for the 1 to 1000 kit. Uh, for those of you who like Next Generation, the Enterprise NCC-1701C box art, including an option for battle damage, uh, including the dome base and battle damage decals. Uh, also, they have uh, the Anakin Skywalker Pod Racer from AMT, the classic uh, Imperial TIE Fighter from AMT. Uh, that's actually going to arrive in the next two or three weeks. The wing panels have been updated on the reissue, and the pilot is included. Uh, the Razor Quest from The Mandalorian from AMT arriving this week, over 13 inches long. So this one looks like it's going to be uh, a good one as well. Other new uh, products as of this week includes, uh, I like this one, the Hubble Telescope Repair 20th Anniversary, 1-200th from uh, Hasegawa. That's the classic space telescope. The International Space Station from Ravel, 1-1144. to The 2000 release. How about those of you of a certain era who remembers David Hasselhoff driving a black Trans Am, namely Kit. The show, night, show was Knight Rider, season one from Ashima. That's going to be available. Uh, the pre-order of the Batmobile 1966 with Catwoman and the Penguin in 124th. Also for the Hot Rod guys, the Jungle Jim Vega Funny Car, 116th. This is a reissue from Atlantis. So lots of goodies uh, from our good friends there. There. So make sure you check them out. Again, as always, culttvman.com or culttvmanshop.com. And don't forget to mention the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right. So now we're getting now we're getting on to our, our uh, topic. One of the regular listeners to this podcast know that uh, one of the things we always ask people is, where do you see the hobby going in five to ten years? Well, um, now, who was it who found the FSM? Was it Jeff or Terry? Uh, that was me. I was looking for it was it was this spit this Mustang project that I'm working on with Dazzle Camouflage, and I rec I I remember that at some point in the past there was a an article in Fine Scale Modeler about a guy who did this camouflage on a T51A, and so I was digging through all my old Fine Scales. I've got them back to the second issue back in 1986, uh, and I didn't find did not find the one I was looking for. What what I did find. Uh, in January of 2002, the collectors, special collectors issue, had an article called The Next 20 Years. And so this was what Finescale thought the next 20 years was going to look like mm-hmm. <laughs> in 2002. And I sent a note to you guys saying, wouldn't that be kind of fun to sort of look over what they thought was coming and how far off they were, how close they were, what yep. didn't they yep. see, and what about us? I mean, how, where, where are our predictions for the next 20 years going to go wrong? So. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was very interesting. One of the things I caught was, you know, Diecast was really making a big hit. Yeah, they were big on the Diecast. And metal body kit. Yeah, they were really starting about that. Big on that. One of the things that really stuck out to me, um, a couple of them were saying that the kits just need to be better. They need to fit together better. And you're going to see it. Serious modelers and casual modelers. But everyone's demanding that. And you look at what's what's happened, especially in the last 10 years, 15 years, is kits just are better. Oh, especially yeah. you, look, you don't even have to go to Bandai with multicolor plastics and all that, where you 
a casual builder can put it together almost like a Lego yeah. kit and have something that looks more like a real model than a, a Lego kit. And they don't have to do anything else. They can put stickers on it if they want to and look great on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a a, a thing with the Gundam stuff, the Bandai uh, Gundam Universe uh, kits. There, you, you almost don't need to paint those things if you don't want yeah. to. Uh, and it was and it was a great intro for kids, for young people getting. Oh, into exactly. It. it was funny yeah. how they said, "Oh, this Gundam thing's just starting," and we look now on how huge it truly is. I know, you know? I know. And th there was one guy who said, "Wow, there's going to be a big market for Harry Potter kits." <laughs> I thought that was kind of yeah. Cute. The yeah. licensing was the licensing didn't quite work out there. But, yeah, uh, but no, yeah. it's it's interesting. Um, you know, we can talk about. Um, you know, the rise of the rise of, of 3D printing, you know, much like the rise of photo etch or the well, rise of people were molding. Had, had predicted the, the, the more of the garage scale, the better quality garage scale stuff with resin print resin kits and everything. Yeah. And that yeah. came true. That that flourished in the 2000s. The and one thing I thought was interesting, so. they, they were making uh, it was the role of the Internet, I think, has, has been a mass had a massive change effect. For the hobby, mm -hmm. particularly as far as disseminating information, YouTube videos on you know unboxings, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, uh, they didn't capture a lot of that. They real they were talking about the, the internet as being a place to towards Stuart's point of uh, you have your home web page and you have to use social media to direct people to your web page. Mm -hmm. It completely mm -hmm. missed the whole the whole YouTube world. So he uh, well yeah YouTube didn't exist, but they were they were talking about. Um, chat groups, bulletin boards, those sort of things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Different and ways of were, engaging. And that was the start. That was the big stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, on Starship Modeler, we were huge and Cult TV had a big yep. bulletin board. I, I still think that's going to come back. I think there's going to be some, some, you know, uh, anti-feedback, you know, uh, against Facebook. We're seeing it already, and I think hopefully, if if they can make it easy for people to post and stuff like that, one of the reasons everyone went to Facebook was because you could post your pictures. You didn't have to host yeah. them somewhere and pay for the photo hosting. Um, right. You know, so I, I think there's some possibility. I don't think we'll ever get as big as some of the forums were, um, but you know, but I I think it will come back because I'm my my personal account. I'm engaging on Facebook less and less. You know, I use the podcast account, and when I do post, it's in the model forums. Um, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see. It's still, it's still a good if you manage it well. And we've seen, like we talked about Andy's Hobby Headquarters, you know, mm -hmm. you can use it because essentially you're talking to the world as a business aspect. Um, but, yeah, definitely now, uh, particularly suppliers and vendors and, you know, makers and that, their audience is the world now if, if they choose. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. One of the points they made near the end of that article, they were talking about uh, CAD design and the impact of CAD design on the industry and the hobby. And one of the questions was, well, has CAD replaced uh, old school handmade masters? Yeah. And the, the answer was, well, you know, not yet. Maybe you could use it for like landing gear, but you can't do the whole thing. And I think it's gone well, well the power, Computing power now, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is, you know, and and you can do anyone from their house now can do affordable scanning and yeah. resin printing and produce something that a mainstream manufacturer could only dream about yeah. 20 years that's, ago. That's always yeah, that's one of those hard to predict things. Just the 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 capability of, of 
you know, of the scanning of, of uh, scanning technology of decent computers and people who and really better free or, or inexpensive CAD software that people mm-hmm. can use. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. still, it's, it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and you have to be familiar with it, but David like missed, anything missed else. that boat. He, he, it's all done yep. in CAD now. Figures yeah. are done in CAD now. Yep. They still look like they're done in it. Well, in, in a computer design, but um, yeah. But but I think what you're going to find is, as as some of our guests have said, you know, you are going to get to a point. And we're starting to see it now, uh, where people will sell will sell patterns, you know, and the you know. Oh, that's done now. You can yeah. you can go on and then print them out. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Now with the piracy things, obviously an issue, sure. um, but I don't think they're ever going to solve that. But I think for now, the the barrier to entry is still high enough. It's not like, you know, and again, thanks to the internet, if I buy a pattern and I start flogging it as my own, I'm going to be found out pretty damn quick. It's the same thing with the, with, w- 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 you know, in the resin figure world, right? When you had the, what did they call them, Terry? The guys who use someone else's pattern and sell it as their own recasters. Oh, recasters. Yeah. Yeah. That's Pirates. Yeah. yeah. So I think you'll have something similar. I think it's, it's definitely, yeah, but I and, think mm-hmm. Go ahead. people ask, Oh, can I just have the, whatever, I forget what the source STL. file is called. It's like, no, no, you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just love that. I love this classic line in this thing here. Well, you could conceivably have one of the big three automakers send you their engineering specifications on a couple of floppy disks <laughs> and briefly build a solid model from that. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's only 20 years, and floppies were still talked about then. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, I've been in the IT game for 30, and I still go, wow, every year. Yeah. yeah. A comment from, and this this is really interesting because we spend every week talking about some of this. Um, ES, I don't know. I don't remember his name. Um, talking about uh, the the variety of subjects out there, said uh, for the U.S. potential sales volume is always there for the right subject. Seems mm-hmm. to be cars and not aircraft. I can only speak for Ravel, however, because I do see a number of smaller companies spending tooling money on aircraft. It must be profitable for them. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, and you look at even and Edward isn't a smaller company, but you know a few thousand isn't something that that to me is going after a few no. thousand copies of a, of, of an injection molded aircraft or armor piece, but the smaller ones, certainly they're making it work. Yep. yep. I also you remember that. You manage your expenses. You can probably make it work, but I did try yeah. and ask that, ask that question to Jamie last week and he yeah. it was sort of proprietary, but about like how, what's the break point for how many do you have to make to make it, uh, make it profitable? And, well, Edward, uh, we talked, I think you talked to, or maybe one of the others a couple of years back and they were saying that 5,000 was, that's, that's who I was going to say. That's about the only one we've had firm numbers on. Yeah. Other yeah. than like you hear about Tamiya for Gundams, they'll do a hundred thousand shots. Well, um, that's because the demand is there for, for yeah. almost anything. Yeah. Bandai is a whole other animal. I, I know. And that's what people in North America in particular just don't realize that they didn't yeah. have a clue until fairly recently. I'm hoping we're educating uh, on so, how big it is. I love, I love watching some of the videos out of Japan when there's like a new release at the mm-hmm. hobby stores in Tokyo and you see people lining up around the block, you know, it's like for, like for years ago when the iPhones came out and these are all modelers. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. 
But I think that's the key. I mean, what's happened in the last 20 years has been uh, Gund- Gundam was big then, but it's even bigger now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Dave yeah. Dave Metzner, for, Metzner from Polar Lights kind of touched on that, saying the rise of the science fiction and yeah. fantasy models in what mainstream. Because before it wasn't really mainstream. No. But it is now. Yeah. And I think it's kind of what's cool for uh, – what was cool when you were a certain age? And that is – when we were younger, well, things that were, when I was younger, things that were cool were a lot of them were Second World War or the yeah. newest rocket planes and the newest space race stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's not, it's less any of that stuff. It's more sci fi. It's, um, right. Or the yeah. modern aircraft or whatever. And that's, it's a good point too, because it has become more of an adult hobby. We're still getting kids starting, but the market, I think most of the manufacturers realize the target is the adult with disposable income. They're still yeah, trying to get think, kids interested. Well, I don't think kids are buying modern modern aircraft. I think mo- no. modern aircraft are, again, people like us. Yep. Because they're not cool. They're boring. They all look the mm-hmm. same and they're, and they're all great. Well, you do, have, you do have, you know, like Airfix has their starter series. And, you know, the target market for that is grandpa who built a Spitfire when he was young. He's got his like eight-year-old grandson. He just to say, this is what I built, you know, and there, you know, there is popular, they seem to be selling quite a few of them. They keep making them like they've got yeah. that 143 Jaguar. So I think there's still some demand, but it's certainly not like you get some of the old timers. Oh, we used to get them at the drugstore, And, you know, we're never going, we're never going back to that. The kids yeah, have well, too my, many options. But my, you can get them at the Walmart. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, how come I never see a Reliant at my Walmart on 1000? I'm just saying. Well, my experience with my grandkids is that they love it. I mean, they really get a kick out of uh, working with their hands on these mm-hmm. little things. And mm-hmm. they, they make a god-awful mess of it, but they're having a great time. And, and that's what it's all about. All so, yeah. You know, and that's your son, grand, grandsons and granddaughter. And you granddaughter. Know, she, yeah, you said she had an absolute ball. So that's, you know, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's yep, awesome. Which kit shall we open, Granddad? <laughs> <laughs> let's okay. me show you my stash. No, not that one. <laughs> not the yeah, one that says Felix Stowe. <laughs> Here's a Felix Stowe. Here's another wing nuts kit. Yeah, let's open those. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can probably get quite a few hits on YouTube. You know, you got these guys <laughs> that like that like, you know, tear apart, tear apart their phones, a brand new phone as soon as they get it. Or yeah. or I also remember the one that caught me was the first time I ever saw it. There was a guy who posted on YouTube or Facebook and like he'd been building for a long time kids. So he had an absolute pile of old stuff from when he was a kid. And he said, I don't need these anymore. And he filmed it, throwing them all in the trash. And you should have seen the outrage in the comments. Oh, give them to a museum. Do the. It's like, <laughs> it's stuff, gentlemen. <laughs> I have no qualms about, I, none of mine are going to end up in a museum anywhere. You know, when no. I snuff it, you know, you're going to come over and help Alicia throw them in the trash. You know, at least at least the built ones. You and Anthony. My, we talked about this before, but to yeah. me, it's the building of the kit that is the experience. Exactly. Yeah. Once it's done, I'll show it a couple of times to some people who are interested. But otherwise, it's like in the shelf. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like yeah. I've got I've got a couple of shelves of space left. And when I go through that, some of the older stuff is going. Exactly. Mm. You know, I take a lot of good pictures. So, yeah. You made right. the point earlier about nostalgia kits being a thing. Uh, and and uh, I really think you, 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 that's right. I mean, definitely more so than in the past. We're seeing like Jamie 
uh, and, and polar lights and all of those repoppers mm -hmm. and bringing out these old molds from different eras when uh, each of us as now mature modelers we're just starting out. That was a kit we wanted to get. We couldn't get it then. Now we yep. want to get it. Or we built it. We did a lousy job. We'd like to try and recapture that experience. I think there's a big market there, but I do think that market ages out over time. Like I mean, I think eventually, yeah, they'll get, they're going to have to work with you know maybe in forty years. You know, again, you're still seeing Star Wars stuff and Star Trek stuff. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't think those are different. Those are in a yeah. different category. I think those yeah. are that's a, that's almost like its own universe. In a way, yeah. yeah. I mean, the older molds, to Jamie's point, if they're in good shape, it's a pretty low bar to yeah. release a few thousand copies. They clean of up it. a few. They clean up a few things, update the decals. Yeah, up, do a nice job on the box art, and yeah, you know, get get them out there. I mean, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of these things haven't been seen in decades. Well, that's mm -hmm. what you're seeing, and they're selling like hotcakes. Yeah. You know, we see them at Wonderfest. We see them all over the place. You know, some beautiful stuff. I still want to get an Orion Space Liner. In the smaller scale, you know, I've got my one three fiftieth uh, discovery, or not one three fifty, yeah, one three fiftieth discovery. Um, you know, looking forward, looking forward to building that. But yeah, exactly. All right, have we flogged this to death? Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll put the uh, the images up and have people. Yeah, it's, it's a nice read to see where it is. They, what they it's were a good read from our friends at Fine Scale Modeler. Hard to believe twenty years. These guys, gone by. these guys were laying the foundation for what. Yeah would be yeah. coming Definitely. you know what i didn't realize and i should have realized it that the foundation of fine scale modeler was the shep Payne book about yes. dioramas yeah. yeah it was such a popular like they just put combach put it out and they thought it was a, you know sell a few and they sold out they kept selling out every time they mm -hmm. reissued it and mm -hmm. then they finally say well maybe we could do a, a quarterly magazine yeah <laughs> and and 40 years later, here we are. We're still going. Yep. And that, and There's still magazines. I, Europe, it's huge. Japan, it's huge. Yeah, but I got to say, I, with, with respect to fine scale, I know some people give them, give them a hard time, but I do think that they're managing, they're doing a good job of trying to manage this transition from all paper to paper and digital. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to switch to the digital based on your recommendation and the fact that they're giving away damage for crying out oh, loud. Honestly, yeah, that's a great magazine, Damage. Yeah, exactly. The most recent, it's fantastic. It's definitely worth getting. And I really, really like the, I, I may have to invest in a bigger iPad. Just sort Get of, the iPad Pro, Jeff. You will not be disappointed. I know. I'm telling you, Terry. That's the 12 what inch, it's really nice. Just I, get a nice case for it. Just get a nice case for it. It's the size of a, of a magazine sheet, so that'll yep. do for me. That's what I used to use mine for reading. You know, we download electronic Yeah, if you get the, the, the keyboard case that turns it into essentially a laptop, that's all you'll need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would mess My daughter got one for her cricket work and for her design work, and uh, yeah. she loves it. So I think I got to look at. I got to look at uh, one from my mom, and that's one of the ones we're going to look at. Hers is ready to. Her old iPad's very old, and I want to get her something like, like like that. Now, okay, you were just saying your daughter. I know your daughter won't do German insignia, right? No, but she won't, won't she do? But you know, I think at the very least, she can do U.S. Air Force insignia, stars and bars for dad. You know, I bet she could have. I didn't even yes. think to ask her. You know what? You should maybe, maybe give that give that some thought. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. putting it Unless out there. I'm not trying to start custom, anything. You can you can buy those pretty inexpensively. Yeah. I, yeah, that's true. You can always get masks. But you know what? Yeah, my my issue was I didn't want to wait to have it delivered. I just wanted yeah. to play around with it, and I was curious. So I thought, what you the know, hell is it? There's so much resources there. The silhouette, I'm really. It's on my one day list. 
people mm-hmm. seem to recommend the silhouette yeah, over I've, the mask. I've got one, and I do use it for mask for making custom masks and stuff like there that we occasionally, go. and and other stuff. And it is it is nice. I think yeah. the silhouette yeah. is more open source than the cricket. That's what cricket. my understanding is. Yeah. 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 So, all righty. So we're going to switch now. We're going to talk about, uh, I mentioned him already, Sean at Sean's Custom Model Tools. Um, he was at the Air Cadet Con uh, with his amazing products, including and, glue bottle holders. The, and his, uh, and his amazing beard. And his amazing beard was still there. He's still doing strong. I think he's trimmed it a little bit. I should have well, taken a picture of him, just a little. It's still pretty long and, yeah, flowing. Um, he still looks like he could still dress up as Santa Claus, I'm just saying, and, and impress, impress the kids. But anyway, he's got his Goodman model super sanding blocks. He's got the wet sanding blocks. The We were just talking about, because Jeff needs to order one, the microsole and microset holders. Yes, I do need to order one. I, matching I, 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 colors, matching colors. I am now a uh, what do you call it? A a a, a model. For you are a true modeler. You spilled your microsole or set or both, and yeah, sworn like the rest of us. No, we no, we've 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 got all that. Um, yeah, glue holders. He's got the sprue holders. All sorts of amazing things. So uh, yeah, just the same old stuff. Check it out at Sean'sCustomModelTools.com. He's also on Facebook. We have a link in the show notes. One of the things he did mention is he's been a, he's been a busy guy. He's as busy as Anthony. He's uh, I think he's finishing up his apprentice or his master ticket. I think he's a plumber. Sorry, Sean. Correct me if I'm wrong, or a welder, but something in the trades. It's pretty technical. Um, so he's been back to school. So he's been keeping busy, but he is saying he's got some new ideas coming. So, you know, have a thought. And eventually we will have a, we will eventually, when I feel better, we do a few more prizes. I still have a few things in the goodie jar. Yeah. Um, the, I think everyone needs that, the tape holder and the tape the wet, holder with the razor blade. The, yes. the tape yeah. holder is a must. The tape holders are much. You know what? You know yeah. what he did? He was nice enough that my wife started eyeing up my super sanding blocks and my tape holder. And I was really getting worried because she's got that look, you know, where it's going to disappear. So at Heritage Con, I put an order in um, and she wanted a Barbie pink. And sure enough, Sean had some PVC and made made both the tape holder and the uh, or the or the super sanding block holder Barbie pink. And she absolutely yeah. loves it. She uses it for some of her dollhouse and craft stuff. So it's not just for like model builders. You know, the ladies can find a use for it as well. For tape holders and that so definitely check them out sean's custom model tools.com all right what's on the bench so i will start um i did some more weathering on the tomahawk the macross mech um i'm doing a jeff i still feel it needs more i'm just not sure what so i put it aside for now believe it or not he'll be he'll be so pleased um yeah. i do want to do some more weathering i'd used a bunch of uh the weathering pencils some washes but it needs something more and i was getting a little bit tired um so it's on the shelf for now it does look good but i am still working away making good progress on that arma 172nd hurricane the tropical i got at the uh, swap meet um tailplanes are on i've got it primed now and i think i've got a scheme i'm going to use it's i'm going to include a picture in the show notes it's all it's all aluminum so either aluminum or aluminum dope um and it was like a squadron aircraft from mid 45 in australia so royal royal australian air force markings so i haven't done one in this in this sort of scheme before there is some masking 
but I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, the paint's gone on well. The other thing I didn't realize, and I know our friends at On The Bench are going to start laughing at me here or sending me hate mail, is that there was a couple of other schemes. There was another Royal Australian Air Force scheme on their traditional camouflage. It is really tough to find matching paint for the camouflage, especially if you mainly use Tamiya or AK. Um, there is a Vallejo option, or if you go to Model Paint Solutions or SMP or some of the Australian manufacturers. So, you know, at some point I will, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try this, this scheme here. And then the big decision is what to work on next. I really, I have a huge stash and I just, it's overwhelming. I'm not sure yet what I'm going to do. There's some Spitfires there calling my name. The 1350 of Discoveries calling my name. I don't think the Fletcher Destroyer with all the fiddly photo etches calling my name yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, it's slowly but surely feeling a bit better every day. Winter's coming. So definitely there'll be some more time. Um, time is still short. Um, my father-in-law is still in the hospital. We're dealing with that with long-term care and that. So that's taking quite a bit of my time and mostly my wife's time. So yeah, just kind of life gets in the way. Like I said, I need to win the lottery. I need staff. I need to staff <laughs> some of it out, but you know, oh, well. All right. That's me. Uh, Jeff, how about you, sir? Well, like I said, I've been working on this uh, Hobbycraft 132nd scale Mustang that I, I obtained for a very inexpensive, uh, actually read-free cost, and it was missing a couple parts and whatever else. And it's not a terribly well-detailed kit, but um, I, I was working on the uh, Musaru Cup entry about a month or so ago, and I'm getting to the weathering stage, and I realized I really would like to practice my weathering skills on something other than the one that our reputation rides on. So yeah. I uh, I pulled this one out. Now it's 132nd, quite a bit bigger than 172. But uh, I decided to do an odd paint scheme, which is a one-off attempt to apply World War One Dazzle, ship Dazzle camouflage <laughs> to aircraft and see if that helps. And uh, obviously it didn't because it was a one-off. Mm. But it's a fairly complicated masking process. And, uh, and then the rest of the upper surfaces are just all of drab, which obviously weather a lot. And uh, I've really enjoyed working on it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm still at the, I'm at the stage now that you're at where, okay, too much weathering is not enough. So I've got to do some more. But, but otherwise, no, that's been great. It's a lot of fun working on it. Uh, I'm pleased with the look. It's quite striking. It's never going to win a contest. <laughs> it's also the first time, as we were talking about, the first time I've tried to um, actually mask and paint national insignia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I made the made the mask myself. And you know what? It's harder to make a five-pointed star than you think. It just just say it. I can imagine. I can imagine. But it looked good. For a first attempt, it looked probably better than I would do. At I least the star was inside the border. It's the three-foot rule. That's what I'm looking at. But, That's uh, what but you I look like at. I'm quite pleased with it, and it's coming together. I'm hoping I can bring it on Wednesday night to the club meeting just to sort of show around and get get people laughing at it. People will ooh and all over it, I'm sure. And then, and then I, I too, am starting to think about my next kit. Although I, the other day, I, I coming out of Air Cadet Con, I was as I was coming out, some guy was walking in with with a Hawk Hindenburg uh, Zeppelin kit. Zeppelin, secret word. One that's about four feet long, three oh. feet long. <laughs> and uh, that got me thinking that I really should get back to working on the draft Zeppelin <laughs> and finish it off. But um, I don't know. We'll see. 
Too many things to do. Yeah, that's fine. All Barry, right. what about you? That uh, Cavalier is looking great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it might the white might be good enough now that I can start gloss coating. I'll wow. take a good hard look at it under some good lights and um, and see if it needs any more work. But I think it's ready. Awesome. That's exciting. So it'll That's be exciting. a couple coats of uh, of gloss on there, and then I'll start doing the NASA pinstriping and all that kind of stuff. That'll be. I just, really nice. I, I'm so impressed at how different the outline of that plane is with that turbo on it. It is such a hot rod. Yeah, it just looks fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, looks fast I'm sure it was. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be good. So okay. that's moving along really nicely. Um, the P43, I did some uh, panel washing on that. Got uh, sealed that down with some gloss, and I think it's ready for decals. I can get that going. And that's then uh, I've also done a little cleanup on Moscato's Dragon, just taking poor stubs off that kind of stuff yeah we should remind people that we have a video on youtube you and anthony goodman go yeah. through the inbox review very very de 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 detailed so yeah, yeah it's nice me. it's he's yeah there's there's glue marks to clean up that he didn't didn't clean up before he did his molding but you know yeah it happens yeah we're that, that's nothing unusual it needs some cleanup yeah exactly no it'll be it'll be fun all right, so under things we've seen, uh, Jeff, let's start with you. Yeah, well, last week, uh, my wife and I took a road trip because we had we were kicked out of our house by my daughter, who was having some friends down, and they take over our house because it's got a hot tub. And uh, <laughs> I thought there was also an anniversary. Come on. Well, yes, and also last it was our 50th anniversary uh, last Wednesday, October 13th. But it's not. Not our wedding anniversary. No. We've always marked the anniversary of the date we met because uh, we met when we were 16 and um, we actually were the first time, first people we ever dated and we never dated anybody else. So we kind of. True love story. No, it's just lazy, really, I think. <laughs> and she decided, ah, you'll do. <laughs> she, thought, uh, she thought I'll do, and I thought I was luckier, luckier than places. So. That's right. Uh, That's what you say. Yes, yes. So we went for a little road trip down to, um, in Ontario, we have a place called Prince Edward County. It's on Lake Ontario. It is, um, it's like a big um, uh, island jutting out halfway down between Toronto and Kingston. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful in the fall and lots of wineries. And so we did some winery tours. But, but what's also down there is a little town called Trenton, which is where the Royal Canadian Air Force Museum uh, and one of the major uh, Canadian Air Force bases is located. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we're in the vicinity of an Air Force Museum. I'm going to go see it. And we did. And it's a, it's a nice museum. It's no, there's no like, – like if you want to go to an aircraft museum, you go to Dayton. You go to Udverhazy in Washington. You go to almost any of the uh, UK museums in England. Um, Canada, we don't have a ton uh, in, in, from, a, from a standpoint. We don't have that same commitment to putting all that stuff into a building. But what we do have, they take good care of. They have one of the few uh, fully restored Halifaxes, Halifax bombers there That's indoors. Cool. And it was really quite impressive. And I will say they're... Um, the docents, the guys who, the people who uh, will guide you around are fantastic. They're all retired folks. They love what they do. They have a fantastic restoration shop. Uh, they're rebuilding a Lancaster in there right now. 
and they're going to do it in uh, post-war Canadian colors. Uh, so it's going to be the white and with the red lightning bar lightning stripes and uh, and it, it's wow. uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And they have a lot of cockpits. And I got to say, I, I, I got to take pictures of myself looking like I'm flying a C-130 Hercules, looking like I'm flying an F-101 Voodoo and a Tudor, which is a Snowbird's plane, as well as the one that I actually did fly, which is a Cessna 150. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Uh, it won't take all, take all your day, but it's it was worth doing. And they always have like a used book section in their in their gift shop and yeah, i always that can be dangerous there. that can be dangerous so i picked up a couple of a uh, couple of books uh on um canadian uh, air, air air force history and but one which is like an old 1957 issue of a pan pocketbook uh about um stories of uh, raf fight uh, raf pilots or air crew who escaped from prison camps in the Second World War? And, and there's there story, and there's not one; it's a whole series of stories of different escapes all around the world. And my God, some of them are harrowing. I read these stories and I think these guys were 22 years old, yep. and what they went through, and how they how they suffered, particularly in the Far East, it was just horrendous. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have like I probably would have just died. <laughs> Anyway, fascinating stuff. It's definitely interesting times. So that's that's what I did last week. Oh, on top of that, on top of that, Stuart, you did have another series of goodwill stores. Yeah, I was I was going to mention I was going to mention that. So yeah, I went to uh, Goodwill again, and this time they had some of the old balsa. How do you pronounce it? Gulo? 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 Okay, they had those. Very. How do you pronounce it? I I think Gulo is I. Gulo. All right. I have no idea. Guido, Gulo, I don't know. Um, But anyway, they had a bunch of them there uh, for $7.99, I believe. And, uh, you know, the old balsa ones with the dope and everything. So I was a nice guy. I actually texted Jeff and said, oh, look, what's here? Sent him a picture. There was a couple of Spitfires, a Falk Wolf, a 109, and a Japanese uh, rough zero float plane. So I picked up a a Spitfire and a float plane, and Jeff asked me to get a Spitfire. So as one of our as one of our colleagues in our club group says, all we need now is the really stinky glue to get high on, Mm -hmm. and we'll be all set. You know, so I've never built one, and I'm looking forward to cracking it open and, and checking it out. They, they still sell tons of these things. Or yeah, the I, used, still I used around. to build those. I used to build those when I was a kid, but they never, ever flew well enough. Oh, I they never always, have. They and these are, down. Yeah. And these are a bargain. Okay, because, you know, like if you go to the website, I can get a B-24D Liberator wingspan scale one to 28 scale for 176 bucks. It's supposed to fly 48, yeah, four feet in, in wingspan. But yeah, know, um, 1926, they've been doing, they've been around. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, you know, it was, you know, for that sort of money, why not? Right. You yeah. know, so, yep. I definitely grabbed, grabbed a couple and uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff going back and forth at our club meeting on Wednesday. <laughs> a lot of people buying things, selling things, trading things, you know. Terry, hopefully. Terry, you had an experience. Yes. Yeah. I received that uh, Mitsubishi Bab. Mitsubishi Babs book from uh, that I pre-ordered. It's really nice, Volume One. That's, well, that's not the experience. Uh, no, I also yeah, went to the, the other maiden experience. show in Columbus. Yep, that's amazing. Yep, that saw their awesome. one-to-one Spitfire prop. They moved that to their second encore. Ace is and high. The, 
And the show was good, I assume. The show was there consistently good. Uh, <laughs> a buddy awesome. of mine had never seen him. I was going to sell the tickets. Um, but uh, when I mentioned I had tickets for it, it's like, well, let's go. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. let's go. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we should who's know. The, who, who's the one of the guys in the band? Is it Dickinson or something? Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. Dickinson. He was at he was actually at the Canadian Warplane Museum yeah. a couple of days ago. He was yeah, uh, he he yep. RAF. And he, he's yeah. a, he's he a flies the seven forty seven for the band. He's yep. world class fencer. Pilot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he signed a bunch of the Ravel uh, Iron Maiden Spitfire kits. Awesome. Yeah, they sold out. Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> Very quickly. Yeah. No, that was some that was some good shots. So that was fun. Also, speaking of the, our friends at the Warplane Heritage Museum, they yes. recently just announced this is this is nice news. Um, so they had on loan from the Canadian Aviation and Space Museum. Um, they had three aircraft that were actually been there for a while, but they were on loan. Well, the museum in Ottawa has now gifted them. So basically there is a Spitfire, a CF-100 and a Sabre. And yeah. the nice thing about it is this is a Mark uh, 15 IE. They want to get this, they want to get this wonderful bird flying again. They are going to mm. try and restore it and get her and get her flying. So, you know, yeah. and they can do it also a CF-100. Uh, in a beautiful black scheme, the old 5D mm-hmm. Canuck, and the F-86 Sabre, a Mark VI, a Canada Air, in the scheme of the Golden Hawks, which was a Canadian Forces demonstration team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's really nice. The important, um, the important thing is the Spitfire, though, because, I mean, they had the planes already oh, on display, yeah, yeah. but now yeah. that they own it, they can actually do something to they it. They can start messing about with it. Yeah, and this, sure. you know, the the uh, the 16 is a great looking aircraft. I'm really going to look forward to when that thing flies. Um, there was an uh, interesting comment on Facebook on that, because I, I, I follow Canadian Warplane Heritage, and when they announced this, somebody came on and he said, I know that Spitfire airframe. I worked on it yeah. when it came yeah. out, and um, the main spar is is shot. Like they're going to have to basically yeah. rebuild the whole thing. So yeah, you know, well, I think so that's going to be more of a challenge. It'll be nice to, like I said, it'll be nice. It was, it's been in a corner again, but exactly. Mm-hmm. But that'll that'll be awesome. So good for them. Good for the Warplane Heritage Museum. Really, really pleased to hear um, yep. that you know they're they're doing well. And and again, there's always exciting things there. So, alrighty, so. That's basically uh, what uh, we've all the news that's fit to print or line your birdcage with or whatever. Um, anyone else have a last word? No, Terry always does, but we have to wait until the yeah, last we word. Gotta wait. Yeah, we got to wait back. So, okay. So we're also sponsored by our good friends, Brett and Chrissy at Return to Kit Form. Check out uh, their website. Uh, they're piloting. They might have a new Moscato kit. Um, possibly coming out. They're they're uh, they're kind of you know weighing weighing what they can do. Um, so definitely definitely check check that out. Um, yeah, you like resin, you like macros. This is the place. It's the non it's the non North American source for your Moscato uh, hobby model stuff. So definitely uh, check those out. Um, wonderful mass for your macros kits. So definitely check that out as well. And of course, you can find them at return, the number two, kitform.com. All righty. So yeah, that's, that's about it. So as usual, 
for more goodness, check out the other modeling podcasts at modelpodcast.com. Uh, leave us a positive review if you know what we're doing. If you feel like contributing to the show, we do have a Patreon page. Every so often we do offer some bonuses in advance, like the like like the recent uh, Moscato Dragon uh, kit review was available for a week ahead of time for our Patreon supporters. So scale patreon.com forward slash scale model podcast. And of course, Facebook, YouTube and scalemodelpodcast.com where you can see all the amazing pictures that my co-host will be sending tonight to uh, make sure they look really awesome. And I'll, I'll throw a couple in too. So for episode 103 of the Scale Model Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. Uh, my name's Jeff Highland. And I'm Terry Measley reminding you that winter is coming. It was oh, this morning. A... It snowed here today. Oh, man. <laughs> you can keep it. You can keep it. All right. Yeah. Thank you and be well.